What's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And what's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And this is it's Bitches, bitches and Murders. <laughs> <laughs> so, before Morgan fucks my whole day up, there is some housekeeping. Like we have a new Patreon. We have two new Patreons. Oh, don't listen to me. So in the Black Dahlia category, we have Lindsay. Thank you so much, Lindsay. And in the Manson family, we have Ashley Peterson, a.k.a. Squirrel. Thank you so much, Squirrel. I love we you. We love you. Okay, now that I'm done with the happy feel-good vibes, fuck my day up. Okay, so this one brings it a little close to home. Like, how close? Like, too close? Like, ten minutes away from my house? Oh, too close. Yeah, yeah. We're So, somehow, everyone in Jackson, like, knows about this but me. Uh, so I don't know how that happened, but okay. Oh, no. So my friend actually told me about this and we took a little trip together, COVID safely, (laughs) out to the cemetery where the people involved with this are actually buried. Uh, and there's like a whole ghost story like involving this and like the cops have to come every year because like a bunch of people go to the graveyard and stuff and it's like a whole big thing. So. Well then. Our story starts on a dark and stormy night. <laughs> Are we telling campfire stories? What is this? Uh, okay, I know that sounds like a campfire story, but, like, legitimately, that's what it was. So, like, this night, which was November, hold on, (laughs) November 22nd, 1883, there was, like, this insane thunderstorm that hit Jackson. So, there was, like, crazy high winds, like, a lot of rain, thunder, it was a whole big thing. Okay. So just remember that thunderstorms are noisy. That's important. Remember that this takes place on a dark and stormy night. <laughs> Got okay. it. Okay. So backstory time. We're going to be talking about Jacob Crouch. Jacob Crouch was born 1809 in Orange County, New York. Okay. He came to Jackson County from Orange County uh, around 1830 or so. And he built, oh my God. Okay. I'm going insane because I, I found out a way to make it like play through my headphones, my own voice, but wow, it's like delayed and I feel like I'm on crack. Oh no. (laughs) So if I sound a little weird, that's why. Okay. I can't turn it off now that we started recording. Because you're just having a seizure. Got it. Yeah. But I can't take my headphones off because then I won't be able to hear you. <laughs> so just. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> so he built like 
a kind of small-ish farm. Like, the actual farmhouse was, like, kind of run down, but he owned, like, a lot of land. It ended up being, like, 220 acres, and it was, like, split up into three different plots. Okay. So, Horton Road is, like, I think technically Spring Arbor Township, but it's all within Jackson County, and honestly, a lot of people consider that to still be, like, Jackson the city. Okay. So, okay, so he built his farm in 1837. So, he had moved to the area because it was considered to be, like, really good for raising wheat. And he was like, cool, I'm about to make a shit ton of money. So on top of like running this farm, he would like buy and sell cattle a lot. Um, He actually had a farm down in Texas where it was like a thousand acres. He had cattle, he had like chickens, other livestock, um, and he would like buy and trade them, all that fun farm stuff. All that Um, fun farm stuff. So this made him a lot of money. Okay. So around the time he died, which we're like, we'll get to that. Okay. uh, He actually was a millionaire. He had about $2 million in his like bank accounts. And then um, he had about $5,600 or $56,000. Sorry. Uh, Like physically on his person when he died. Dude, that's really big for 1800s so like he just had done like a texas cattle sale thing uh so like that's where all the money came from uh but this was like super impressive for the 1800s like you just said dude having a hundred dollars on you right like Like, having a hundred dollars on you is impressive for the 1800s let alone i don't know if Y'all have ever been a Jackson, but like millionaires are not common here. So, uh, Jackson, how do you describe Jackson? The dumpster fire of Michigan. It like wants to be Detroit, but all the bad parts of Detroit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's okay. a haunted house in Jackson. Top-notch haunted house in an abandoned building that stays abandoned for the rest of the year, except for, like, October. Also, I worked there last year, and it was fun. Yeah. It's a great haunted house. 10 out of 10. Anyways, (laughs) so Jacob sucked. Uh, Not gonna lie. Uh, He was known to be, like, really angry. He was really stingy. Uh, He was just, like... A grumpy old man. Okay. Uh, I also would like to point out in my notes, I wrote, he was known to be an angry man who was super stingy and grumpy all the time. You know, like a Republican. (laughs) Where's the lie? So, that's in there. (laughs) He also didn't trust, like, the banks. So he had like $2 million in the bank, but like it's quite likely they had money stashed away somewhere else. Good Lord. Okay. So Jacob married Anna Bush 
she was born May 29th of 1813, and she was from Sharon Township, which is like Washtenaw County. Okay. Um, so they got married March 25th, 1838 in Washtenaw by Lazarus Hill. That's not important. It's just a fun fact. Okay. So together they had six children. Uh, Susan, Ethel, Byron, Dayton, Eunice, and Judd. Those are some names. Yeah, they're uh they're something. We we'll we'll get to them. So Anna died uh December twelfth of eighteen fifty. So she died about six days after she gave birth to Judd. His yep. full name is Judson. That which is somehow worse. Yeah, that's somehow worse. <laughs> um, so he, when Judd was born, he actually was like slightly physically deformed uh and jacob was like that's not my son so judd ended up moving in with susan who's like the oldest of them and she was married to a guy named daniel holcomb so like they owned a farm that was like kind of close i'm sorry hold on do you want to run that last name by me again hate it hate it (laughs) uh it's spelled like h-o-l-c-o-m-b i still hate it so okay so this is like kind of fucked up so judd didn't even know that jacob was was his real dad so he didn't find out until he was 10 years old and like Susan was like, okay, I think you're old enough to handle this now. So that's I'm sure that went over well. Yeah, no. <laughs> Can't imagine any trouble there would be with that. No, that doesn't sound like an already not well-adjusted person becoming even less adjusted because they found out their whole life's a lie. Yep. Um, so Eunice was Jacob's like favorite child. So they were super close. Um, she ended up attending St. Mary's College at Notre Dame. Uh, she married Henry White, who he wasn't a doctor himself, I don't think, but his brother was like a really popular doctor in Jackson. Okay. Um, his name was George White, and he like sold medicine in Jackson, like at this really big pharmacy, and a bunch of people knew him. It was a whole thing. Okay. So like they were pretty well off. Yeah. And like if you see her grave, it's like very large. Like it's like a obelisk. Like it's like a really, really super tall obelisk. Yeah. Um, so and she's buried in Jackson with him. And then Jacob and Susan, we'll get to that, are, like, buried in a separate cemetery that's also in Jackson. Hmm, Okay. Okay. So they had only been married two years when they ended up moving in with Jacob to help take care of him because he was, like, getting old at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So also living in the Crouch household was George Bowles or Bolus, but I'm going to call him Bowles. 
who was 16 at the time. Um, he was African-American and he was working as a farmhand. And then Julia Reese, who was working as like a maid, essentially. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's time. I was going to say, this has been mildly pleasant. Um, so when does this get fucked? November 22nd, midnight, dark and stormy night, All right. 1883. So George Bowles is like hanging out. His room is like up in the attic of the house. And so he said that he was woke up by thunder in the middle of the night. And he went out to the window to like see what was going on. And he saw a man with a lantern who was standing outside in the pouring rain. He said after, like, seeing this man, he heard what sounded like several loud thumps coming from the house. Like someone was, like, getting beaten with something. And then he heard, right following these thumps, a loud scream that sounded like someone, like, muffled it midway through. So he said then that he was so scared by what he heard in the house that he jumped into one of those like storage trunks they used to use in the 1800s mm -hmm. and like shut himself in there. And then he said that he didn't like leave the trunk the whole night, like until the morning. Mm, that's fun. So if that sounds a little weird, we'll like, we'll, we're coming back to that. We'll, we'll get back there. Um, so the morning comes, he was like, okay, I can be brave now. It's light outside. I'm I can see be what brave now. <laughs> so he goes downstairs, he discovers what happened. Um, and then he immediately ran to the nearest neighbor's house who got the sheriff, whose name is Eugene Winnie. Ah, Sheriff Eugene Winnie. Eugene D. Winnie. <laughs> We're not in the South, but it sounded right. <laughs> okay. So what did George find? When George descended the staircase, he found that Jacob Krause, who was 74 at the time, mm -hmm. that in mind, had been shot in the head. No. Henry White, his daughter's like husband, mm -hmm. who was living with him, had been shot through the neck and again through the stomach. Moses Poley, who was like a cattle buyer from Pennsylvania who had been like visiting, they were mm -hmm. like the ones a sale. Like that's where the money came from. He had been shot in the head and then the chest. And then Jacob's daughter, Eunice, was, why did I say it like that? Eunice? Uh, <laughs> was shot twice in the right arm, once in the neck, and again in the head. Uh, the worst part is that she was eight months pregnant at the time. So I hate that. Uh, so someone went off uh, and just shot the fuck out of everybody there. So uh, before the sheriff could make it to the house, uh, neighbors ran in and... It, it was kind of funny though because like so the neighbors run in right and they like mm -hmm. break in the door and they scared the fuck out of julia because she hadn't been out yet and she didn't know what happened so she was just in the kitchen like making breakfast for everybody <laughs> oh, and no. all the neighbors were, like, busting in the house like show us and she was like what the fuck are you talking about 
Uh, so George and Julia end up getting arrested, obviously, because they're the only people who are alive in the house. It's fair uh, enough. <laughs> and they get thrown in jail. Uh, but they didn't end up staying there for very long because there really wasn't a lot of evidence to prove that they like actually did anything. So they were released like after a little bit. Okay. So a weird thing, though, like I said, I was coming back to this. Um, at the trial, they were like, they got the trunk out. Like they brought, they OJ'd this shit and they brought the trunk to the trial and they were like, get in the trunk. You hid in the trunk all night. Get in the trunk. Oh, my God. And he didn't fit. He couldn't get in the trunk. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. But are you ready to get angry? It was him. This never comes up again. I'm sorry. What? They did not pursue this in any way. They let him go. This is never brought up again. How? No how are you not going to follow up on the fact that the man who said that he hid in a trunk all goddamn night doesn't fit in the trunk that he said that he hid in all goddamn night? You know, that's a great fucking question. They seem not to give two fucks about. I'm mad. <laughs> uh, so this case obviously got very popular. Um, we do have murders here, but like big mass murders like that are not super common. Um, and everyone has, like, their own theories on what happened. So some people thought, racistly, uh, that gypsies had robbed the place. Uh, some people thought that Moses Poli was the real target because he was, like, really well known for, like, bragging about how much money he has. Mm. Uh, other people think that it could have been, like, revenge from, like, a farmhand that Crouch had, like, fired or mistreated, uh, which is kind of valid because there was a very long list of those. Yikes. Uh, but none of that was pursued either. So, What, what do you mean? Uh... And another theory was that Jacob was cutting Judd and the Holcombs out of his will, and he was going to leave his entire fortune to um, Eunice's unborn child. So that's the theory that I'm like a little like, ooh, uh, because it would make sense for him to cut Judd and the Holcombs out because of just his whole issue with Judd. And then like, he probably didn't like that they told Judd that, Jacob was his real father. Yeah. And he obviously, like, Eunice was already his favorite. And, like, the fact that they killed her when she was, like, pregnant, where, like, I feel like a lot of other people would have, like, like, say if they were, like, mad at Jacob, they wouldn't have killed this pregnant lady. You know? Like, there's not really a lot of reason to kill her if you're mad at Jacob. Right. I don't know. So... That one's kind of like sounds a little more valid to me. Um, there's also another theory. There's a lot of theories. Um, his son Byron was theorized to have hired a team of Texas cowboys. Oh, uh, I love that. <laughs> I don't care um, if that's the truth or not. I'm here for it. Uh, also over in inheritance. Um but if you thought any of that was weird, it gets weirder. What do you mean? It gets a lot weirder. 
Uh, this next part is called The Weird Continues. <laughs> so January 2nd, 1884. This is about like two months after the murders. Susan Holcomb is found dead in her bed in a locked room. So she's found laying in bed, dead obviously, um, with an envelope full of rat poison in her hand. So they're like, she committed suicide, right? And her husband's, you know, inconsolable. He's hysterical. But. 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 If we look at the theory that Judd and Daniel were upset that they were getting cut out of the will. Who is there left in that house to testify against them? The wife. Um. Who else would have a key to their bedroom? The husband. Yeah. The husband. So, uh, people at the time, too, were like a little sus about this, but they're like, it was fucking 1884. Like, it, there wasn't really a good forensic way to prove that, like, whether it was being force fed to her or like she took it herself. Like, there just really wasn't a way to prove it. So, it was marked down as a suicide. Here's my thing. Um, if she used rat poison to kill herself, which almost no one would do because that's it's super unpleasant, horrific, and it takes forever. Um, why would the envelope be full? Why wouldn't the envelope be partially empty or all the way empty? And also, like, why would she just have an envelope full of powdered rat poison? Like, how did that she too? Like, there was no glass of water. She didn't put it in food. She just, what, drank straight powder? Just snorted it? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, okay. Um, so this is mildly comforting after all of that not comforting. Um, so Susan is buried in Reynolds Cemetery in Jackson. Um, we visited her grave. I have a picture of it. And she was buried not with her husband. We'll get to that. Um, but she was buried with their child, Bert. Um, he only lived to be about four and then he passed away just of like normal things as far as I could find. I mean, it was like the 1800s. And so like she's buried peacefully with her baby. Aww. And he's like not even in the same state. Like he was buried in Wisconsin. So like that's kind of comforting to me. that it's like yeah. if he did murder her, they didn't like bury her with him. Like they buried her with her baby. He's like not even in the same state. I like that. So it gets even weirder. Uh, two days after her death, James Foy, who was their whole like the whole comes farmhand, mm -hmm. was found dead with a gunshot wound to the head. Hmm. And Foy had been going around town talking about the murders at like local bars. Ooh. He knew too much. And then he actually, it was weird though, because before he died, somehow he just was not punished for this, or maybe he just didn't have enough time to get punished for this, but he shot somebody from Union City 
who like he was talking about the murders and someone tried to say like he was involved because he knew about them and he shot that guy um that's an extreme reaction my guy yeah so i don't know if that's just a uh hey yeah i'm definitely involved in this or it's a I've said too much and now people think I'm involved in this, but actually it was the people I work for. But uh, I- I'm still leaning hard on this. It was Judd and Daniel together thing. Yeah. Bullshit is sus. Oh, and you want to know the most sus part about this? Absolutely. His death was also ruled a suicide. Mm. Sounds like some Courtney Love shit, but okay. Okay. Are you ready to get mad? I'm already mad. Oh, good. Are you ready to get madder? Sure. Okay. Trial time. So, uh, March 8th, 1884, Judd and Daniel Holcomb were actually charged with the murders of the Crouch family. Oh. So... Daniel's trial started November 8th, 1884. Um, The original prosecutor was a guy named Frank Hewlett, but he was like really, really sick and he didn't think he would live long enough to like make it through the trial. So he actually brought in former governor Austin Blair to prosecute, which is like kind of crazy that they were prosecuted by a governor, but go off. Yeah. Um, And it was good that he did that because he literally died a few days after he brought in this guy. Oh, shit. Okay. So 145 witnesses were called to testify. Um, but no one could offer more than like very circumstantial evidence. Um, and no one could identify who actually killed the family. So like on top of that, by the time the sheriff got there, all of the fucking neighbors had been there. And they trampled all over the evidence, all over the scene, which, like, it's already fucking the 1800s, so, like, it already wasn't going to be that great. And then the neighbors fucking ruined everything. And everyone who could testify against them and would actually know more is fucking dead at this point. God, fucking neighbors. So January 10th of 1885, they found Daniel not guilty. And Judd never even went to trial. They just released him. And no one was ever charged or arrested ever again. Thanks. I hate it. Are you ready to hate it even more? (sighs) I don't think I have a choice, do I? So Daniel moved to Baraboo County, Wisconsin, which is a name. And that is he a name. Another woman named Crouch. Uh, keeping it in the family? Question mark. Yep, he married Amanda Crouch, and he died there, and he is buried there, and he just got to live free his whole life. I hate that. Uh, Judd Crouch married Viola Morrill in 1888, and he died in 1946 right here in Jackson, Michigan. 
<laughs> so uh, just to finish off the rest of the children, uh, Byron moved to Texas and he just died there of old age, like normal. Um, Ethel actually had died October 2nd of 1844 at the age of four. Um, not from anything weird, just like, you know, 1800 shit. Just 1800s shit. <laughs> um, and then this is where it takes our final weird suspect twist. Okay. Dayton Crouch also moved to Texas and died mysteriously in 1882 when he was shot to death in Fort Worth. And that Why? case was also never sol- solved. <sighs> but at least it wasn't a suicide. What? Why? Why are we not solving murders? Why are we just letting a whole family get murdered without any answers? And on top of that, Byron and Dayton were Civil War veterans. So, like, also on top of that, these men fought for your country and, like, fuck them, I guess. Well, I mean, Byron just died at, like, a old age. But, like, Dayton was just shot to death and no one fucking cares. And no one even tried to care about the rest of the family. Not a fuck. Not a single fuck. It was, like, they couldn't find, which is, like, okay, I don't blame them. It was the 1800s. Like, it would be hard to get the evidence or whatever. But it's also like you just didn't care. Like you were like, okay, um, we just couldn't get all the evidence right away. So we're just going to give up and never do anything with it again. Like, I mean, it sounds like Jackson, don't get me wrong. But yeah, like, a little bit. So yeah, this case is not as fucked up as uh, a lot of the ones I've done. Besides the fact that it's, like, very close to home, but it's just frustrating. Yeah, that was really tame for you. I'm just mad that, like, nobody ever solved anything. Like, no one even tried. No. What? Why? Why is there and such a the lack of is, effort? Like, yeah. And it's like, you don't think it was extra suspect? Like, okay, I get it. You couldn't get evidence to solve the murders of, like, the family. Like, what about Susan? What about Mr. Foy? Like, we just don't... Like, we couldn't have tried to solve their murders? What about Dayton? What about Dayton? What? Like, I get that people didn't like Jacob, but, like... (laughs) We really just were like, yeah, we don't like this old guy, so we just don't care about the whole rest of his family that are just coming up murdered? Thanks, I hate it. So yeah, I wanted to get this out of my brain and make you hate this just as much as I hate this. Yeah, except now it lives in my brain and you know how much I obsessively research things, so. If you can find out more about this, like, please. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Because I need to know and I fucking hate it. And it's like even worse because I went there and I saw their graves and I touched them and like, it has given me a personal investment in this, and I'm really mad about it. So, hear me out. Um, we do a seance. I'm for it. And asked who killed them. Because, like, nobody's going to believe us, but at least we'll know. And it's, like, so fucking sad, because, like, 
I mean, obviously, like, just the whole thing is sad. But, like, the whole, like, ghost story around it is, like, okay, so Eunice and Henry are, like, buried just a little bit down the road from Jacob Mm -hmm. and Susan. And the whole ghost story is that people see, like, an orb of light come out of Eunice's grave, go down the road, and it disappears right when it reaches Jacob's grave. And, like, they were super close. Like, they were, like, like, she was his favorite child. They were, like, homies. You know what I mean? So, like, it's so fucking sad. It's just, like, her visiting her dad every year on the anniversary of their death. That is really sad. Yeah, if... It fucked me up, okay? <laughs> and like I said, I've been there, I've touched them, and like it makes me sad, and it fucked me up. So if anyone knows more about this, please fucking tell me because I'm convinced it's Judd and Daniel, and I'm mad about it. Yeah, and honestly, really I'm kind of there with you. I feel like it's them. I feel like there's not really anyone else it could be. Like, that's just who makes the most sense. And it's also who had the most motive. And it's also, like, just makes sense with, like, the people who died afterwards and, like, who would have access to them and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't really have a keep it spooky for this one because I feel like this one isn't uh, that spooky. Uh, keep I think it about- spooky, but not so spooky that you let a mass murder go unsolved. Keep it spooky, but not so spooky that you make it so a family has to ghostly reunite on the eve of their murders every year. Like, don't do that to my heart. Fuck you. Do not keep it that spooky. Yeah, that makes me sad. I don't like it. I don't like it. So. Yeah, I don't really have any other keep it spookies. Just, uh... I just hate it. Keep it it spooky, but not so spooky that you don't follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Don't be that spooky. And Patreon, where there is, uh, you know, brand new content. And I'm sorry if I made you sad. I am now sad, and I'm going to go eat my feelings about it. Yeah, honestly, like, uh, that just really just made me sad. Yeah. That was a sad one. I know I normally don't do sad ones, but I probably shouldn't have done this one on my period because it made it made it way more sad than oh, I was ready for. Oh, you fucked up. <laughs> so I'm gonna go eat chocolate. Yeah, go and, uh, go get yourself an Easter bunny. <laughs> go get yourself an Easter bunny, okay? Okay. Okay. Keep it spooky. <laughs>